In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today, preaching the Word of God, sharing God's Word, sharing what God is doing. Anthony has a story for us now, so let's listen to his story. I met a, a girl named Courtney, and Courtney, the doctors told her she has third-degree cancer in her uterus, and the doctors a week and a half ago told her she had two weeks to live. But you know what? The doctors don't know it all. Life and death is in the hand of Jesus, and she believes fully in the healing. She was in the occult, though, and she has a metaphysical store. And she had always said she loved Jesus, but she was a little confused. But as yesterday, we went over there. To, I went over there to pray for her. She, after explaining her Jesus and the spiritual realm, she renounced everything. She renounced all occult practices, all Reiki, all energy healing, all Kundalini yoga, everything. And from that point, in Jesus' name, we cast out sickness, we cast out infirmity, we cast out the demons. We prayed for the baptism of the Holy Spirit as she gave her life to the Lord. And the power of God fell in that room. The power of God fell in the room. And I know in my spirit that Jesus is going to heal her. She knows that Jesus is going to heal her. So if you're listening right now, we just all lift up Courtney in prayer. She has a two-year-old child, Lord. That, that child, that son needs her mother. We pray, Father, that the glory of God falls upon her in the divine healing power, that Courtney's going to be a witness to testify to your goodness, a witness to testify for your goodness, what the devil intended for evil, God, you're going to use for good. And you're going to release this miracle power. You're going to release this healing. You're going to release the fire of God into Courtney to burn out all sickness and just to fill her with heaven, inhabit heaven in her body. And I speak to the cancer and I command it to wither and die in Jesus' mighty name. We command it to wither and die. It was funny. We were walking out of the, um, I was walking out of the hospital. There's going to be a book burning outside. I had a whole bag of, of books, occult books, just all this stuff. I traded her some Buddhist beads for some rosaries. And, you know, she was glowing with the glory of God. She was glowing with the peace that passes all understanding. My peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. But not as the world give, does Jesus give to you. You don't need to earn Jesus' peace. You don't need to work for it. You just need to receive it. Because Jesus desires to encounter you. He desires to encounter everyone with his glory and his grace. And when you surrender your life to him, he can do anything through you. Courtney, she was at such a place of humility. And she wanted me to testify to what God is doing for her life. And when we become knowing that we got it all wrong but God has it all right that we are nothing and God is all and that we just need Jesus blessed are the poor in spirit it's not about money it's just about knowing how much you need God 
then God can do his work. Sometimes God takes us low as a grace so that we know that we need him and he can lift us high. So, Father, and I just pray that everyone else prays too. We just lift up Courtney, blessed mother. Take Courtney right to the throne of your son. Take her right to your throne of your son, Jesus Christ. And just get her like you got me. Ask Jesus to fill her with the grace and flutter with all of heaven. Amen. Amen. Something happened with me yesterday, too. I got a call from somebody that this person entered into their business. And I said, get rid of him in Jesus' name. And as he was talking, he says, I've got to go. I've got to go. He came to do <laughs> to do harm. And I prayed that he would just be taken away. And in his own mouth, he says, I've got to go. I've got to go. Little did I know that he said this. But I was told uh, later on that your prayer worked. Not only did you get him to go, but he says, I got to go. I got to go. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm reading from the 10th chapter of uh, St. Luke. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs in every town, in every place where he himself intended to go. They prepare the way for the preaching of Jesus, for the kingdom of God is near. You know, I talked about Vincent Ferrer, that he would send before him the penitents to pray, to sing, and to praise God, for the man of God was coming to pray and preach uh, to the people of God. And Vincent Ferrer healed thousands of people not hundreds, thousands of people through the power of the Holy Spirit. But he would send the people who were poor and lowly, the penitents, to prepare the way for the preacher. Billy Graham does the same thing, or did the same thing. Before he came to a town, people would come and pray in that town, preparing the way for the preacher to insert the gospel and people would accept Jesus and give their lives to him. This is real. This is real. I remember at an Antioch retreat when somebody was talking, somebody else was in the chapel praying for that person, that something would happen to that person's prayer and something would happen to the one who was preaching. This is important to know uh, that prayer is so powerful. And we say nothing about it. I was just told just recently about someone whose food was cursed and how the devil had to leave this person because he was prayed with in the name of Jesus. I tell you, things are happening. Things are happening. Things are happening, and they're happening fast. And we are called to do what we are called to do, especially to pray. On Sunday, someone came up to me who had come up to me the week before. She was desperate. She said, after you prayed with me, she says, I got hope and I feel better. This, this is what God does. This is what God knows how to do. This is what God does when we pray, when we pray believing in Jesus. Not only when we pray, but when we pray in faith. 
We just need to pray and get out of the way. Pray, then get out of the way and let Jesus do what he wants to do. He does it through us, but it has nothing to do with us. It's all Jesus. Father Tom just said like a very important word. We want to bless our food. You do. We want to bless our food because first we want to be grateful to God and we want to live in thanksgiving to Jesus. We realize that he's given us his food and nutrition. So we want to thank him for, for it and eat it with him. It's very important. But there is a reality of the demonic realm. And when we get food, anyone could curse it at any time down the chain. But a simple prayer, a quick prayer exercises the food and it just will take anything off it. I, I've read many books about exorcist priests who's, who say how important it is. And people who have been cursed just by eating food. That wasn't right with God or has been cursed. I remember this woman from Nigeria and her daughter came in to visit me. Her food was cursed and we prayed with her and cast out the demons. She was spitting up and spitting up and she came fasting and praying and the demon left her and left the food and she got healed. How do I know she never called me back again? She spit out and spit up and spit up and spit up the demons that were in her. And you see, God works through simple faith. God works through simple faith. The day before, I was in New York preaching, and Father Martin told me that this woman was going to come with her daughter to be prayed for, for deliverance. And I'll tell you the truth, I don't like praying people for deliverance, but I, when you have to do it, you have to do it. And you know what? That woman was saved and healed. Why? Because she came praying and fasting with her daughter. It had nothing to do with me. She came praying and fasting. How important it is to do that. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few. I'm going to tell you, even the laborers aren't laboring, many of them. They not even know who Jesus is. They not even know that we have an enemy. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus comes so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. The harvest is plentiful. I tell you, the harvest is plentiful. And I pray, God, that the ones that are ripe, you are you may catch in your net and just deliver them from evil and fill them with the Holy Spirit, that you would cast them in your net. How we need to preach the word of God. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How we need to proclaim Jesus to the world one at a time. When I'm on the radio, I don't think I'm talking to the world. I'm talking to you. That's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you. And praying and fasting, like Father Tom just said, it, it, it lifts strongholds from us. Any strongholds that the bad spirits have within us, it lifts us up. You know, there's something on the fasting to start the new year. Fasting gives you freedom, and it lets you enter more deeply into God and into God's nature. It takes down the flesh and the pains of the flesh. I... I, start, I would like to encourage you. I started the new year with the fast, and it was, it, it was wonderful. It gave me freedom. But, you know, you could start by doing a meal, and after a meal, maybe do a day. You just do what you can do. But 
there's just something on this to start the new year, starting the new year with the fast. It just, it refreshes your system. It allows Jesus to speak to you more clearly, and it allows him to do work in you, to do deeper, deeper work. The laborers are few. Go on your way and see I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. You know what? The wolf is looking for lamb chops. We need to know we have an enemy, but we don't want to center on him. We want to center on Jesus. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals. Greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest upon that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house eating and drinking whatever they provide for the laborer deserves to be paid. I'm telling you this. There were people that would go from house to house and saying that they were prophets and get money from house to house. Jesus says, no, go to one house. They're going to feed you. You deserve to be fed because you're a laborer in the vineyard, but you're not to go from house to house begging money. You see, it's always been that way. Religion can make people rich. I know that's real. I've dealt millions and millions of dollars, and not one cent is mine. Millions and millions of dollars. Religion can make people sick, and I know it can, and make people rich. And that's just the way it is. I know because I have dealt with millions and millions of dollars, and not one dollar goes to me. It all goes to the ministry. Yeah, that's because nothing belongs to us. We're just an ambassador for God on this earth. No money belongs to us. We're just an ambassador for it. Jesus is anointing through the Holy Spirit. It doesn't belong to us. You are just an ambassador for it. The power to heal does not belong to us. We are just ambassadors for it. We're just an empty vessel and an ambassador for heaven in which when God can trust us, he uses us as vessels. But we're nothing more than vessels for the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we understand that, we just give ownership to Jesus for our life. Then he can trust us and he'll use us in more and more powerful ways. But the thing is, it's nothing to do with us. It's everything to do about Jesus. It's in emptying ourselves that we can receive the fullness of God. It is in emptying yourself that you can receive the fullness of God and what he has for you. It's when we desire nothing but the Lord that our, all our desires become fulfilled. When you desire nothing but Jesus, every desire you have will become fulfilled because when we desire nothing but Jesus, our desires become united to God's desires. We no longer desire a bigger house, a nicer car, more popularity, and then when we don't get it, we suffer. No, we just desire Jesus. Whatever you have for me is what I want. And then suddenly everything we receive is a gift from heaven and we are completely fulfilled. Jesus wants you to be in this world and he wants you to walk in completion of purpose and fulfillment. And Jesus put you on this world because he has a plan and a purpose for your life. 
But it's not my will which Jesus came to serve. It's his Father's. It's not your will while you're on this earth to do. It's God's will. But the, the, the secret to that is when you come and you get to a point where you just want to serve God and do his will and serve his will, then life becomes amazing. Life becomes wonderful because it's no longer about you. It's about Jesus. And when you enter into this state, you can be, you see God in everything and you enter into a point of thanksgiving and you enter in a point of thanksgiving, just like what says yesterday and the Holy Spirit's putting it on my heart again. Now, if we can be thankful to God, we can be joyful. Don't ever let the enemy of the world take away your thanksgiving to Jesus Christ. And the word of God remains, verse 7, Remain in the same house, eating and drinking, whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick. That's you. Cure the sick. Pray for the sick. These are not the apostles. These are the 70. These are the lay people. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into the streets and say, even the dust of the town that clings to our feet we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than for that town. Listen to the next one, verse 13. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethesda. This is where Jesus did most of his miracles. For if the deeds of power done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago. They would have been sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But at the judgment, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, where Jesus did most of his miracles, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will be brought down to Hades. Whoever listens to you, listens to me. Whoever rejects you, rejects me. So people of Capernaum did not repent. People in Bethesda did not repent. People in Chorazin did not repent. They got the miracles, but they didn't give their lives to God. You see, this is so important. We don't only want the miracle. We want to give our lives to God. And I, it's just the way it is. I want the miracle, but I give my life to God. I have no life of my own. My life belongs to Jesus by the grace of the living God. Whose life does your life belong to? Who do you belong to? Are you your own, trying to make it yourself? Trying to fake it till you make it? No, no. Give your life to Jesus. Surrender to him. Let him be your Lord. Let him be your Savior. Let him do the things he wants to do in you, to heal the sick, to cast out demons. You say, but I don't know how. Well, you, you begin by praying with people. I got a call from a deacon just yesterday about someone that needs prayer. And I, they're going to come to me. But I said to the deacon, you pray for that person. 
You've got the power to pray for that person and then send them to me. You pray for that person. He was said, like a revelation that he was, had power to pray. The 70 people rejoiced in the Lord. Listen to this. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watch Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. The Lord has given you authority over the demons, authority over the sickness. The only thing with authority is we not a, we've got to use it. We've got to use it. We don't want to abuse it. We want to use it because we don't want to abuse it. I tell you, when I was at uh, Sacred Heart in North Quincy, I wasn't trying to be the pastor of the place. I was the minister, the priest who served. I didn't want to become the pastor. It was none of my business to want something that I didn't have. I was to want what God gave me, the power to pray for the sick, the power to preach the word of God, the power to listen to people in their struggle. And we see the fruit of the 70 who went out and did the work that Jesus called them to. They returned with joy. When we go out, we pray for people, and we go out and we proclaim the kingdom of God. Although there might be persecution at the time, the fruit of doing God's will for your life is joy. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is joy. This is the thing. When, we, when we're moving forward, then there's joy in it. When we're doing the works of the Holy Spirit and ministering to other people, we receive joy. And the reason why is because when we minister to other people, then God comes and ministers to us. The amount we give, we are given. So, so when we, and the, the key about praying is to become little. It's when we become little, then the anointing can be released through you because it has nothing to do with us. That's the big thing. It's just heaven is coming through us and being released to other people. But it all starts in intimacy and prayer. Because largely, what I've found is we can only release what we have. We can only give what we've been given. And we're given the kingdom of heaven when we're alone in our room with the door closed with the Lord. When we're sitting in front of the blessed sacrament. When we're communing with Jesus one-on-one. -on -one. You know, what we do in private, God reveals publicly and glorifies himself in publicly. But when we, when we sit with the Lord and we tell Jesus, Jesus, I want nothing besides you. I want nothing besides your anointing. I want nothing besides your will for my life. Then God is so pleased with that. He's so pleased. He's a jealous God and he's jealous of you. And he's jealous when we are distracted by things of this world, when we have disorderly passions, when our focus isn't on God. Jesus created us to love us, and he just wants our eyes centered upon him. When we're looking up at heaven, then heaven comes and inhabits you. Do you know today that God wants to encounter you more than you ever want to encounter him? That the Holy Spirit wants to fill you more than you could ever want to be filled? But it all comes with the surrender. Can we surrender to the Lord? Can we live in Jesus' divine will? 
Can we live in the Colossians 2.20? It's no longer I who live, but Jesus Christ who lives through me. Can we do that today? I pray every day for the grace, and we just need to ask God for the grace that it's no longer you who lives, but Jesus who lives through you. Because we can do nothing without grace, but God gives us our heart's desires. And you know, where where our heart is is where our treasure is going to be. So we don't want to sow our treasure on worldly things. We want to sow our treasure in heavenly things so we can receive heavenly graces. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And who is Mary? For me, Mary's my teacher. She's taught me about the interior life. Mary has taught me how to love her son. Mary has taught me how to go to Jesus in a more perfect way and be overcome by the Holy Spirit as she was. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord has given you authority today. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to use it? Are you going to bless people? Are you going to pray for people? That's what he's given you, authority. And the authority is from Jesus Christ. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.